There's nothing like a warm, soothing cup of Bigelow tea. Sleep better, live stress-free, and stay well all year long with Bigelow Benefits, a collection of everyday wellness teas made from good-for-you ingredients. Each tea contains a unique blend of beneficial herbs that taste uncommonly delicious. Available at your local grocer, Amazon, or BigelowTea.com. Bigelow Benefits, redefining wellness every day. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. Being a parent is so incredibly hard. I just read the most fantastic book, You Are Not a Shitty Parent, How to Practice Self-Compassion and Give Yourself a Break. It is by the fantastic Dr. Carla Nunberg, who's been on the show before, and I am so excited to have her back. Carla Nunberg, PhD, is a clinical social worker, writer, and mother. She's the author of four books, including the best-selling How to Stop Losing Your Shit with Your Kids. Her writing has appeared in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post, CNN, and Mindful Magazine, among other places. Carla lives outside of Boston with her husband and two daughters. Dr. Nunberg or Dr. Carla, what do you prefer? How about just Carla? I'm just here to be Carla. Carla, hello. Oh, I'm so excited to see you again. I'm so happy to be back here with you, Lisa. Ah, well, you know, Carla, in the introduction, you talk about the lockdown. You're getting lots of calls from podcasters and journalists, and they want to talk about your book that I had you on talking about, which is fantastic, How to Stop Losing Your Shit with Your Kids. And you said that the favorite part of your conversation was when you were able to talk about self-compassion. So first of all, define self-compassion for us. Sure. Self-compassion is just noticing when you're suffering, right? Because parenting and life and being a human involves a lot of suffering and most you know most of the time we just blow right past it like you know we've got dentist appointments to schedule and dinner to make and homework to oversee and you know obnoxious tweets to respond to and whatever it is and we blow right past our own suffering so just taking a moment to notice and acknowledge that you're having a hard time and then treating yourself with a little bit of kindness and grace and acceptance and response as opposed to beating yourself up and thinking about what a horrible parent you are. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And how do we gain that self-compassion? You know, it's like learning a new language, right? It just takes practice. And I offer a lot of practices in the book. And some of my favorite ones are just noticing when you have that terrible self-talk, right? I'm a terrible parent. I'm screwing up my kids. Everybody else is doing this better than I am. Noticing that self-talk and letting it go. It'll come back. That's okay. You can let it go again. And flipping the script, right? You're not a terrible parent. You're having a bad day. You're not the only one struggling. Parenting is actually hard for everyone. Stuff like that. Yeah, it really is. I like that you talk about shitty parent syndrome. You write, quote, I spent my early parenting years neck deep in shitty parent syndrome. Talk to us about this, Carla. Yeah, I define shitty parent syndrome, which, by the way, Lisa, I totally made up uh, for the purposes (laughs) of the book. I define shitty parent syndrome as the thought, belief, or perception that you are a shitty parent when, in fact, you're not. And that last bit, I think some of your listeners are going to get hung up on, right? They think, oh, but Carla, if you only knew, I actually am the shitty parent. And what I would say to those folks is, I don't believe there is such a thing as a shitty parent. I believe there are many parents who aren't, including myself at times, right, who are not parenting the way we want to. And some of us are pretty neck deep in the mess. But I believe there are lots of parents who don't have the information, support, and resources they need to parent well, but I'm never going to label someone a shitty parent. I just don't think it's helpful. 
You talk about that most parents suffering from shitty parent syndrome behave in one of the following ways. You say the first one is you blame yourself for choices in situations that aren't really a problem. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, like you forget to send your kid to school with lunch. For Like, okay, so they're going to be a little hungry. They're not going to starve. And it certainly doesn't mean you're a terrible parent. It just means you're a human being. And it gives your kid a chance to do some problem solving, right? Right. Okay, they forgot lunch. How are they going to get food? They'll figure it out, right? Yeah. So I think we we put a lot of... um, weight and and seriousness on these these moments that are just kind of oversights like blips in the road they just happen yeah yeah i know i mean i'll pack my daughter something that i'll be like oh crap she doesn't like this that's right she's not allergic she's not going to get sick from it it's not spoiled but yet i still feel badly because she's like mom i don't want that again i'm tired of it it's like well this is all i had but then i'll feel bad because (laughs) and it's fine to feel bad look we all have feelings right we can't control our feelings the question is are you going to convert those feelings into i'm a shitty parent or are you going to convert them into yeah parenting is hard and sometimes it feels awful and that's just the nature of the beast i'm going to vote for option b yes i like option b as well all right the second thing when you're suffering from shitty parent syndrome that you might have is you blame yourself for habits and reactions that fall somewhere between less than ideal and moderately screwed up, which in clinical terms, we would call normal. By the way, you are so funny. The humor <laughs> in this book, just like your other book, is <laughs> just laugh out loud while you're learning. It's fabulous. Look, this is um, in here, let's say, losing your shit with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. We all do it sometimes. I wrote the freaking book about it, and I still do it sometimes. But the goal here is that losing your temper does not become your primary or main mode of interacting with your child. So it's totally fine to lose it with your kids sometimes. It happens. Your kids learn that when they're total jerks, people are likely to be unhappy about that. So there's a lesson there. And it also, you have the opportunity to calm down, apologize, reconnect. But if you are constantly losing it with your kids and never really having moments of connection, that's when it's maybe a problem. It's not the occasional flip outs that are really a problem. They're just unpleasant. That's all. Right. And then the last one was sometimes you cross the line. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, we all have stories in our own parenting lives, in our own families of origin, in our next door neighbors, where people are being physically, emotionally uh, abusive to their children. Um, They are being neglectful. Like, these are real problems. Right. So when I say I don't believe there's such thing as a shitty parent, I do believe there's shitty parenting, right? I think there are choices and behaviors that are really problematic, but I'm not going to label the person. I'm going to label and focus on the behavior and see how we can switch that. And that's when you may need some extra support and help and just know you're not alone. This is hard for all of us. Yeah, it really is. Now, you mentioned noticing earlier and some of the other ways to counteract shitty parent syndrome. You've got connection, curiosity, and kindness. And you have a short interview today, so if you can just tell us a little bit about each one. And you know, Carly, you're always welcome here. I mean, I could. the book is so great, we can talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so look, connection is just about moving out of your own isolation, your own sense of, I'm the only one who struggles in parenting, right? Because that makes us feel worse. And reminding yourself that parenting is hard for everyone, no matter what's going on in your life, somebody else has been there and dealt with that. And when you can't remind yourself of that, reaching out to the people in your life who are going to treat you with the compassion you need, right? That's connection. Curiosity is kind of flipping the switch from judgment, just automatically thinking about how much you suck and how terrible you are, to 
getting interested in your own experience. What's actually going on here? And what do I need? And what does my kid need to do differently, do better next time? That's curiosity. The kindness piece is, again, about just noticing that really negative self-talk and treating yourself with kindness instead. And the the best way to do this, uh, Lisa, I think, is just to think about what your best friend would say to you in a terrible moment. And can you show up for yourself with that best friend voice? You know, I I showed myself self-compassion today. I got some acupuncture because (laughs) it's been very stressful and I have an injury I'm dealing with, so I can't exercise the way that I want to, to get that stress out. And it was great. You know, I fell asleep on the acupuncture table and I woke up, I just felt refreshed. So just to reinforce the point of no matter what's going on, you're not alone. Literally two days ago, I had acupuncture because I have an injury that's not allowing me to exercise the way I want to. So like, you never know when people are in the same struggling boat. And you know, Lisa, you and I could say, oh, we're terrible parents because we're not in better shape. Or we could say we're having a hard time right now. Clearly, we're not alone in this. What do we need? Yeah. Um, so the self-care is a crucial part of self-compassion. And I just want to be clear, self-care is not self-improvement. So I wouldn't say to you, oh, Lisa, you had a terrible parenting day. You should definitely start training for a marathon, right? I would never say that. <laughs> but what I might say is, oh, Lisa, like it sounds like you're going through a stressful time. Parenting is hard. You want to go for a walk and we can talk about it? You want to hang out on the couch and watch some crap TV together? Like, what how, What can I do? How can I show up for you in a way that will just make things feel a little bit easier? I'm not going to be able to fix it, right? right? I can't fix it for you. I'm not here to force you to feel better. I just want you to feel connected and not alone and know that I'm still here for you even though things are hard. Yeah, exactly. Because That's it is. It's, it's so hard. God, being a parent is so incredibly hard. <sighs> so hard. In the book, you talk about uh, when we get stressed out and don't know how to respond to situations, we often freak out, fight, freeze, flight. Wait, hold on. There's a lot of Fs. Fight, <laughs> flight, freeze, flip out, fix, or fawn. I tend to be a fixer. Talk to us about these. Look, I, we've all heard of fight or flight, right? And yeah. so I just think that... In modern culture, there's a lot more of these instinctive reactions that we do when we're stressed and anxious and feel threatened. And sometimes that threat looks like, you know, a seventh grader who tells us their science project is due tomorrow morning, right? It can feel very overwhelming and stressful. And so we all have our reactions and they're not bad. They don't mean you're a bad person for having them. It's just what human nature does. And the trick is to get to know yours, right? So I go into fight, which for me looks like getting very irritable and snippy with my kids and my husband. Sometimes I go into flight, which means I'm going to Staples. There's a Staples right near my house. And I love looking at pens and notebooks. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. (laughs) And sometimes I do go into fix it mode, which is like, oh my gosh, I need to call the doctor. I need to call the expert. I need to read the book. I need to find the podcast. And Look, sometimes that can be helpful, right? We do get good information from all these places. But when it comes from this deep-seated place of, I am a terrible parent and I have to find someone else to tell me how to do better, that just feels bad and it's not likely to make things any more better. They're not likely to fix things. That is so true. I also like you talk about chaos as a normal, predictable outcome of life with kids. It doesn't necessarily mean we're not parenting well enough or doing anything wrong. It's like a total shit show most of the time. I shouldn't say total, but... A moderate shit show. Like it goes from a mild to significant shit show, but it's never not a shit show. Look, I just think that (laughs) social media and reality TV have led us to believe that there are people on this planet for whom parenting is easy and graceful and their kids always put on their shoes the first time they ask and they eat whatever they put in front of them. And I call BS on that. It's not true. Parenting 
is hard for everyone. It's hard in different ways for different people. And look, there are some kids out there who will eat sushi, whereas I have a kid who won't even eat rice. Forget the fish part, right? And so it's hard in different ways for all of us. But please know, please believe, listeners, that it is hard for every single one of us. And just because it's hard, that does not mean you're doing it wrong. It's just the nature of the beast. I used to have a show called Beauty Inside Out that I hosted with David Pollock. It was all about looking at what you're putting in your body and what you're putting on your skin. So I recently discovered a fantastic company, Osmosis Beauty, and I am thrilled to have them as a sponsor for Health Power. Now, what makes Osmosis Beauty so special is they have this unique philosophy. It's based on analyzing your skin and body as a whole, treating skin conditions at the source to restore beauty and wellness. Dr. Ben Johnson is incredible. Now, he developed Osmosis Beauty over 12 years ago with the goal of changing the direction of skincare away from excessive exfoliation and renewing the focus on dermal remodeling, barrier and DNA repair, and detoxification. The line includes non-toxic skincare products and treatments that combine the purity of naturally sourced ingredients with revolutionary doctor-developed and scientifically validated formulas that deliver on the brand's promise of permanent change. What I love is they offer skincare, but they also offer internal supplements as well as makeup. So I use Osmosis Beauty. I've seen a change in my skin. I absolutely love it. So to learn more, go to osmosisbeauty.com and follow the brand on Instagram at osmosis underscore beauty. That is so true. I also love that you talk about compassioning the crap out of your kids. Talk to us about that. <laughs> Look, I... I I am on this life journey, right, to stop losing my shit with my kids. I even wrote a freaking book about it. Which is And fantastic. it's getting so much better. But I have found that the more compassionate I can be with myself, the more compassionate I am with my kids, and the more compassionate I am with them, the more compassionate I am with myself. It's like this beautiful cycle. Right. And what I want to make clear to your listeners is that being compassionate with your kids doesn't mean giving them what they want, unless that actually works for you, in which case, go ahead and give it to them. But it doesn't mean giving in to all their demands. It doesn't mean... Uh, removing all boundaries, letting them do whatever they want, right? Yeah. It just means, and this just happened to me the other day, my daughter really wanted some more ice cream and she'd already had a huge amount. And I was like, nope, no more ice cream. And she was legitimately sad about this. Like my daughter has a very strong attachment to ice cream. She was for reals, like really sad that I wasn't giving her more ice cream. And I just said to her, I know it stinks when you don't get more dessert, right? I was being compassionate with her. Yeah, see, that's awesome. I was holding her feelings Um. As I was saying, no more ice cream, right? I didn't give in on that. And look, that was that was Carla at a good day. There are other days when I have looked at her and said, like, stop, just stop. If you ask for ice cream one more time, I'm literally never giving it to you again, which was like a dumb parenting move. But we all have those moments, right? Yeah. But the goal is to show up for compassion with our kids, even as we hold our boundaries, hold our expectations for them, because I want them to speak to themselves with self-compassion later, right? I want them to have that kind, accepting, forgiving voice for themselves. Conversation is so good because, again, I tend to be like overly concerned with with the child versus myself, even though I do self-care and I feel like I feel like I'm an excellent parent, but oh, look, but yet I still there's but I know that I'm too involved. I read this um, thing the other day about a snowplow parent. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Where they just want to smooth everything out and make things as easy for their kids as possible. And because my daughter has special needs, I I I do that. And now that she's older, I have to like pull back from that. But I'm aware of it and I'm working on it. So, Lisa, I just want to make one thing very clear. 
everything you've just described to me is not a Lisa problem. It is a being a parent in modern society problem, right? Okay. It's all of us. We are all struggling. You are not alone, right? And so when you get in this place of like, I'm snow plowing, I'm whatever, turn off the stupid article. Shut it down. Don't read it. That's not the voice you need in your head. What you need is a good friend, your husband, I don't know, whoever loves you and just accepts you who's going to sit down and be like you know what? It's time to stop talking about parenting. We're going to talk about a romance novel. We're going to talk about our favorite TV show. We're going to sit down and eat something really delicious or drink a cup of tea together and just get you out of this headspace because it's not helpful. It's not accurate. It's not where you need to hang out. Wow. Carla, can you move in so you can read? <laughs> yeah, because you've got a lot of books behind you there and I want to read them. So yeah, I'll come hang out in your house. Carla, was there anything you want to leave us with? And remember, you're always welcome back here on Health Power. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Yeah, I just want to remind parents that Uh, No matter what, you're not alone. And just because it's hard, that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. All right. And how do we find you and all your great books? Absolutely. Folks can visit me at CarlaNomberg.com. And my new book, You're Not a Shitty Parent, is available on online retailers, your local independent bookstore, and audible.com. Awesome. Carla, thank you so much. I do hope to see you again. Thanks, Lisa. This was so much fun. I always enjoy chatting with you. Well, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. And we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time.